Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We are back and I am Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And, and it's July already, baby. It is. I don't know how it happened. It's a real mess. <laughs> Finally up. vacation. Hooray uh, for free. Carl. Yeah. You and you and the teachers that I know <laughs> are very happy at the moment. Yay. Yeah, we are this this Tuesday is Fourth of July, is is American Independence Day. Um so, so some of us, well, we get that day off. Some of us, specifically me, uh, are taking the third off as well. So we get a full, big, long weekend, which is nice. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I know a lot of places have the third. And some places, I have heard that, uh, like, in my sphere, I've heard that also a lot of law firms are taking the fifth off. Um, which, you know, good for them. a whole half week. Good. Yeah, exactly. Good for them. Um, we've got... We're we're shorthanded at the firm right now, uh, so it's all hands on deck. Yeah, but it should be, it should be quiet. It's good Knock to take wood. the fifth off, I guess, because uh, if you go to a Fourth of July party and decide to like stay up for fireworks, at, at least if you're in the this area, it does not get dark until like 10 p.m. right now. So yeah. you you're staying up late if you're watching fireworks. Yeah, that is a thing I remember <laughs> from being over there. Oh, yeah, I f I forget how much the like altitude, uh, not altitude, uh, latitude, uh, actually affects. Oh, you're pretty far north, yeah. Yeah. As well. well. I'm almost where we have midnight sun. Oof. Yeah. So you have the same problem. It's not I really guess, a problem. I was gonna say, I guess it's not a problem. It's a problem on the uh, in the other half of the year more when it's the all dark all the time. Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here like it. I think the sun goes down at like I don't know eight thirty or so where I'm at. And it's like this blows. This blows. I wanted it to get dark already. God damn it. Me and my dumb little goth vibes over here leave, leave me the like do do not begrudge me the five minutes of sun that i get no i do not i do not i know how it is i, I need I, a little I, bit yeah. of extra daylight yeah no that's fair i'll take i'll take the hit so you could have the sunlight that's okay <laughs> yep yep, yep. Oh, i it just is... wish it wasn't so hot yeah yeah uh, it is also the Steam Summer Sales right now, so if folks are uh, have been thinking about things they want to get, check your wish lists. Everything's like twenty to fifty percent off, basically. Um, so you're you know with some variants, obviously. Uh, going through July thirteenth, so uh, you got you got a little bit of time if you're listening right after this is released. Um. But yeah, no, lots of lots of stuff. Nothing I'm like must jump on because this is an incredible sale for something I was like really excited about. But uh, hey, if you want to play Wintermore Tactics Club and you've been putting it off, it's seventy five percent off right now. So it's like four bucks, less than four bucks, I think. We won't even judge you for putting it off if you go and buy it right now and play it. Yeah, it's three seventy five. Where are you gonna get that kind of entertainment for that cheap? That is uh, an astounding deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Just oh, saying! Suck. 
91 percent positive reviews out of 403 reviews just saying Ooh. sorry i'm still looking at the house flipper farm dlc the horses that you can get i need to get off of this page on steam and stop looking at the horses <laughs> um our uh our game director recently uh mentioned to us the a review that he had found of the game um that was a it's a negative review on steam it's a thumbs down uh from a like christian review website um uh. but honestly the the they do not object to the things you would think a christian review website would object to uh in their defense um it's surprisingly one of their complaints is that there is not enough sex and romance in it <laughs> for this Weird. game they, this game about high schoolers do they object to like the D D elements no they, li they and, like they like the occulty shit they what like the D they, they do mention they do mention there is a character who you know like uh you know like is has like devil worship going on but it is only treated about as seriously as the girl who thinks she has psychic powers so it is not you know it is not serious devil worship so that's you know that's fine um, they, they have the, honestly, I know, um, they, and, and, you know, other than that, like, we're, we're a pretty PG game. There's no, like, drugs and alcohol or yeah. anything like that, it's even really swearing. They mentioned there is one uncensored dam in the game, so, so, you know, there's that. Um, and, uh. The, the I, their main complaint, to be honest, is the same complaint we get from a lot of people, which is the person who played it was a like hardcore strategy game player and thought the game wasn't hard enough. Oh like, yeah. Which is like that you know we get that all the time. We made a game for that was meant to be people's first foray into tactics. It is not meant to be an excruciatingly like difficult <laughs> experience. So yeah. It's fine. Um, they, yeah, they also, like, felt that we didn't go into enough depth on some of the, uh, like, the diversity elements and stuff, which, you know, I'm, they're, I'm glad they're pro-diversity for in their Christian game review. It's such a, such a bizarre, like, just whatever, whatever their stance is, I guess they have one. I don't know. Yes, they did call us milk toast. Which, uh, Interesting. I mean, I guess, uh, we're not, we're certainly not hardcore. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, man. What? Uh, uh. Cozy. Cozy was the vibe we were going for, but sure. Anyway, <laughs> so I've been, that's been a thing that's on my mind recently. I hope, um, I hope all of y'all are just like going around quoting that review at each other uh like as a uh, like jokingly insulting each other like you're you're looking very milk toast today yeah <laughs> might, we, might i, I mean, just say we we took a we took a little bit of time to like roast it on our group discord and and then we mostly let just let it go because to to be fair like it really doesn't matter yeah it really doesn't the, the this game is such a confusing sounding review. I don't know. Milk toast is a good insult. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's a very, like, it's one of those, like, couldn't get angry enough at you to have, like, angry opinions sort of disses, right? 
It's funny, um, milk toast is one that, that, um, that my boyfriend actually uses somewhat frequently to describe, like, I don't know, just, like, movies that he didn't care for because they didn't do anything, you know? Mostly, yeah. mostly in terms of film is what he uses it for, but yeah. just, like, surprised to hear anybody else use it, kind of. Yeah. Um, mm. but, I don't know. As, as I say, we are we are still at like eighty percent Metacritic and ninety one percent positive on Steam. So I do not take that particular review too much to heart. I mean, yeah, that ain't bad. And not every piece of media is for everyone, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, especially like uh, as I say, like that that genre mismatch problem or like genre expectations mismatch is a is a thing that has haunted us since day one. So I'm I'm like no longer particularly moved by it. Yeah, and I mean I don't. I'm assuming that you went into this knowing that that would probably become a a point of contention. Yeah, Regardless. I mean, we tried to do some stuff for people who were, like, feeling hardcore, right? Like, there's the, the medals system where you, you know, if you want to try for 100%ing, that's an option. There's the whole challenges unlocks where you have, like, the crucibles and stuff and whatever. But, you know, to some extent, our our understood trade-off was like, hey, we want to make this welcoming for people who are not familiar with the genre. And I, it was more important to me than we do that than that we, you know, have cover all the hardcore players, so. Yeah, it seems like there's, um, once you get to, like, kind of a, a certain threshold of, of hardcoreness in in any sort of genre, it's like, people seem to get mad when the, like, in a game that is not tuned to a higher difficulty level, like what they want, it seems like they get mad if there are, like, optional things that they can yeah. do, but they're not mandatory. Like, yeah. they want it to be mandatory. They want, they want to I be punished. Yeah, and I don't really get that, but, you know, it's, whatever. It's interesting to me. I wonder, it's, it feels like there's more, um... There are certain genres that are more, um... I was gonna say niche, I guess. Um, but it's not really only applicable to niche genres. But certain genres where there is a certain expectation... Sorry if you hear Huck sneezing a bunch in the background, by the way. Um, uh, but there's certain genres where um, there's, like, the expectation that most of the new games that come out in that genre are just going to be, like, for hardcore genre fans, right? And not for beginners. Um, and I feel like Tactics is one of them, where it's like, mm -hmm. there aren't really not very many people making beginners tactics games out there right like there are tons of like beginner kid-friendly platformer games right um mm -hmm. yep like people make those all the time or like action adventure games or you know like nobody's very few people are making like beginner super easy tactics games not that many people are making beginners super easy like shooters um yeah I know, I I guess in shooters, there is usually at least, like, a lot of difficulty options. Yeah. Um, which, I don't I don't play Isn't enough tactics that... games to know that if that's a thing, but, like... I think that's the thing in modern tactics games as well. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. People, people put <clears throat> optional, like, menu stuff. It's like, hey, if you're new, you can turn off lots of parts of the games. But it's more, it's more opt-out than opt-in, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I think I did that in, uh, when I played 
Fire Emblem that I could like turn off like permanently losing a character if they died, so I just did that. Um, it was, yeah, that feels uh, fair. I say I, I may have said new new Fire Emblem. It's not new Fire Emblem. This was Awakening. Is uh, <laughs> a pretty old Fire Emblem at this point? There's too many Fire Emblems, and I I don't I don't understand like what that series actually is at this point. Um, yeah, I they mean... seem to have gone really hard into like the Vizna waifu shit. Yeah, I was oh, gonna yeah. say it's it's a it's a tactics dating sim, is my understanding largely. Yeah, yeah, sort of. It was more more tactics before, and now it's more. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was. Into the Vizna and the story. That's that's kind of what my impression has been of it. So I'm I guess I'm glad that I was right. I don't know. Did they let yeah. anybody be gay yet? Because they didn't let anybody be gay in Awakening, which was kind of a like a problem because there were definitely couples that, like same-sex couples that made a lot more sense, uh, character-wise, than pairing the character with a with someone of the opposite sex. But also they kind of had to because there was a weird eugenics element to to Awakening, um. Where, like, you, you get a bunch of characters who come from the future, and they're all the children of the characters that you're, like, pairing off in in the main Ugh. part of the game. That's weird. So, like, which character, like, how the character, like, looks and acts and, uh, well, not acts. They're pretty much, like, I think it's basically the, the, the child character is, like, their their personality and like powers and kind of who they are is determined by who the mother character was, but they're like palette swapped based on the father. <laughs> so they have like the same hair color and things like that. Um, but there is like a lot of unique dialogue, you know, when a character finds out that they are the parent of this character that they, they have to like relate to them in certain ways. And some of them are funnier than others. So there was some meaning to doing doing certain pairings over others. Oh, that's so weird. I was gonna say, uh, probably don't hold your breath for any gay characters, considering it's like a Nintendo thing. Yeah, is it <laughs> Nintendo? Is Fire Emblem Nintendo? Isn't it like second party? Fire uh... Emblem, uh, studio. Yeah, it's Nintendo. Published by or Nintendo, like Inten- I guess. Yeah, but I think it's made for Nintendo. Yeah, by Intelligent Systems, yeah. best known for de- developing games for Nintendo like Fire Emblem, Paper Mario, and WarriorWare. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a second-party studio. So, yeah, which is what what I would say they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, probably not going to be gay. Oh, speaking of gay things, though, uh, and and my, like, uh, Wintermore stuff... Um, so part of like finding this weird uh review of Wintermore like sent me on a looking at uh like looking at what's online uh about Wintermore right now. Um and not only do we now have our own Wikipedia page which we didn't used to. Uh we have a fanfic on AO3. Ooh. There is one Wintermore Tactics Club fanfic somebody wrote like a really quick like 800 word uh short story about Jania and Baphomet. Oh boy. And it makes me so happy. That is great. That's oh, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is like didn't didn't realize that was a bucket list item until I saw it. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, congratulations! You've got fan fiction. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I remember early in development, Ben said, uh, "The we we can consider the game a a success if people ship our characters." <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can do that, and yeah. we did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what have you all been up to recently? Oh. Yes, Carl has been working very hard. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at, too. Um, I'm not in, like, any sort of crunch. But it's the busy season. Um, and we're shorthanded. And I'm very tired. So that's that's about it. We did some cleaning today. Which was uh, good to get done. Yep, I am. But. I am still deep in the depths of Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I there's a, a lot of game in that game. There is a lot of game in that game. I kind of fell off it, but I still have stuff to do. I just I think I just needed a break from it. Yeah, I have officially, as of yesterday, finished like the four big dungeons in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to go see like what's next after that. Probably do some more faffing about. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I need to start playing it at some point. Yeah, yeah it... you've got vacation. Vacation. Yeah, yeah but I kind of want to play Street Fighter. That's true. <laughs> Dude, play what makes you happy. No, you don't need to play Tears of the Kingdom. It's fine. Um, if you if you were like hardcore into Breath of the Wild, then like it's a it's a must play. But like otherwise, it's it's fine. It's good. It's more it's Breath the of the opposite. Wild. I wasn't sold by Breath of the Wild, but I'm yeah. hardcore into Zelda games. Yeah, it's it's not more Zelda-y than Breath of the Wild. Uh, they do introduce a few new mechanics that are neither Zelda nor Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Kelsa, do you have uh, strong opinions on the building mechanics in that game? I mostly ignore the building mechanics, unless I need to go up... Um, Unless I need to go up. Same. I don't, yeah, I don't build a lot of vehicles. I'm still, like, ride or die with my horses. And I'm glad that they let you, they let you import your horses, like, if you had unique horses. Yeah. Actually, even ones that weren't unique. It yeah. just automatically imports them from your Breath of the Wild save. Which yeah. is kind of cool, but it's also kind of a bummer because That means all you don't the, catch any new horses. Yeah, exactly. All of the unique horses that were in Breath of the Wild are also in... Tears of the Kingdom, plus some new horses, but you don't get like the satisfaction of recapturing. Um, I, yeah. I'm I'm confused about the timeline because isn't this supposed to be a direct sequel? But then sometimes you meet a character and they just like have no re like they they make no reference to having met you before. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it is the same. I think like there's some people who don't like recognize you, but most of the people are like you know, happy to see you again or whatever. Yeah, I did no. the whole, um, not to, like, spoiler too much, I did the whole, um, the whole side quest that you get with Bolson, of formerly Bolson Construction, mm -hmm. and he, like, Link is not new to him. Link has met yeah. this man before. They've worked together extensively. And Bolson, like, doesn't, doesn't say anything. He doesn't remember you as a client. You are just yeah. another face to him. I guess. I thought Tears of the Kingdom took place before Breath of the Wild. Nope. Direct sequel. Yep. 
I see. It's 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 weird because there's not I don't know, not used to having a direct sequel. Yeah. Um, no, there are there are characters who make like direct reference to things that happened in the previous game. Uh and it's it's funny, like as as one of my friends put it, um with every single NPC in the game, they had to make the important decision of does this person know slash recognize Link? Yeah. Right? Because it's a it's a very clear decision because there there are a lot of people who like you helped or interacted with who do directly recognize you, and then there are a lot of people who like vaguely throw around things like, oh yeah, there was a like some big hero did a thing, and like it would be probably cool to meet him at some point. <laughs> they like don't know who you are. Yeah, uh, which is also pretty funny. Um, yeah, I need to do more of the depths stuff. Uh, yep. There is always more of the depths to do. The depths is like never ending. Yeah, I guess I guess I I will do vehicles in the depths. Um, more so than oh, well, okay. If I because you can put lights on them and that just feels more useful. Yeah. Um, fair. Although if if I if I ever encounter any um like bokoblins riding on stall horses, I will always abandon my vehicle and just go ride a stall horse instead. I don't care. Yeah. That is I've the, got like map fun. markers. Any place that like I, I there are spawns of bokoblins on stall horses, I will put a map marker there so I can go back to it. You know, you love can find, my bone horses. You can find wild herds of them in certain places. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't come across those. Ooh, yeah, love my wild bone horse. Yeah, I I did ride a I, a wild bone horse for just a little bit, but the problem is that like so much. I feel like so much of the underground is so vertical. Mm -hmm. That uh, I end up if I make any vehicle, I end up abandoning it immediately because I like drive to a place where I can't use it. Yeah, that is that is the issue. The good thing is that um, I feel like I'm I'm never at a loss for materials. Yeah. Um, every at like every time I get to one of those vending machines, I just immediately pop uh, five charges into it and get everything from it. Just so that I can have it on my map, like, this is what's in this vending machine. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't use them that much, so I've just, I've got a bunch of stuff that I can use. Yeah, so. same, but I also, the thing is, I also, even, this was true of Breath of the Wild as well, I don't really ride horses in that game, because I like to collect materials to make things. And so if I ride a horse, I'm constantly getting off and on the horse, uh, because I'm stopping to collect things. Uh, and so it's, like, easier to just not ride a horse and just walk. Also, if yeah. you want to paraglide, and fast travel, and yeah, fast exactly. travel, yeah. I don't know. I like I like getting on my horse sometimes. I, especially, I, mean, if, I love my horses. I just don't. I just leave them in the stable all the time. Yeah, especially if there's not like an immediately close fast travel point, then I'll just be like, yeah, okay, I'll just like go to the nearest stable and get on my horse and go there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't ride horses as much as I walk. And I don't use vehicles as much as I ride horses. Yeah. It's kind of kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, I just I'm not a huge fan of the construction mechanics because every time I I have to use them, I feel like the game stops for like 15, 20 minutes while I painstakingly figure out how to arrange a thing that works and will steer okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and that's how I felt from the very beginning. Like it just felt like. It... Anytime you gotta use it, it's just okay. Gonna put everything else on pause, and I'm gonna fiddle around with these items for a yeah. while. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's absolutely a godsend for the like YouTube gaming community. Um, I've seen some shit that they've been building, <laughs> um, and it's wild. And I, I don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. I keep thinking about Small Ant uh, and his uh, video from the previous game where he tried to do Eventide Island without ever setting foot on Eventide Island. Oh God! Um, and because that's the island where you lose all your gear when you land on it, so he mm -hmm. tried to do it without ever losing his gear. So he has to do it through a combination of like, you know using uh like fans and physics bugs to like get the raft onto the island and power it around like a little car or like l use a bomb glitch to launch the raft into the air and onto the top part of the island so he can land on it and not technically be touching the ground. Yeah, um, I guess if you have like a lot of stamina potions, you can use like fire arrows to create updrafts and just kind of float your way up there. I don't know if that's actually viable. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, he's a he's a speedrunner of the game, so yeah. he knows a lot of the game's glitches. So he does use a lot of the game's glitches. Yeah, but I'm just thinking I, is if there's a way to do it without glitches. Yeah, um, I mean maybe, um, but the the uh, just sheer the sheer like dedication to something so ultimately dumb is like really inspiring and i love that video so much but i can't help think oh god what is he gonna do with the building mechanics in uh in tears i saw um there was one person pretty recently who figured out how to make a flying machine that charges like with with onboard batteries that self-charges the batteries using like an electrical emitter mm-hmm so basically, you run it off your own battery power while it charges the onboard batteries, and then you switch to the onboard batteries while your personal batteries charge up, and you basically can just fly forever. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, well, eventually the pieces of your vehicle do disintegrate, even if you have enough battery. Um, oh, I've never, I've never used a vehicle for that long. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I would not know. I'm trying to fly between Sky Islands. That has happened to me occasionally. Gotcha. Um but the, uh, yeah, Huck mentioned that there's, like, a thing you can do by, like, keeping an electric choo-choo in a cage to charge a battery. Um, that, uh, that, like, he saw some, like, weird vehicle, like a helicopter or something made out of that. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's something I would not have considered, the choo-choo. Yeah, or are they chews or choo choos? I can never remember. It's like they're chews, but they drop choo choo jelly or vice versa. Um, I I don't know. I thought they were. I thought they were just choo choos. They're choo choos. They're choo choos. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They are choo choos. And they drop chew jelly. Okay. At yes, least not Wind Waker. I had that backwards then. No, they. Oh no! Wait, this is. This is in uh, a different game. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they maybe dropped choo-choo jelly, actually, and it, I'm just wrong uh, in general. Maybe the large ones are chews, and the little ones are choo-choos? Maybe. I have no idea. All I know is I see them, and I kill. So that's it. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing lately and probably will do for much of this other weekend until I need to cook for the 4th of July shindig I'm going to. Oh, yes. Uh, but yeah, so um, I guess like speaking of 
having to grind a lot at work lately? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Shall we talk about the game? Yes. Did I say yes. I was going to intro it? I think I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> okay, we played Mosaic, um, developed by Krillbite and published by Raw Fury, which is a game about uh, depression and capitalism? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah, I might. So it's it's definitely intended to be a a game about like the soul sucking daily grind of like corporate work. Uh, in, in ca under a capitalist society, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's. It's also it is a game about depression. Uh, I'm not sure if it is intentionally a game about depression. Yeah, I. Um, spoiler alert! I didn't care for this one, um, <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with um, just the the use of symbolism and the way the messaging works um, doesn't ever really form anything that feels cohesive or impactful but we'll get there um, yeah so it's uh yeah it is a it's a fairly short game where you are like an office worker living in a small apartment and you every day you do your daily commute the game focuses on a different part of the commute each time um and you go to work and then you come home and you go to sleep and your life is like miserable and you are uh severely depressed based on the stuff that uh like the peripheral stuff that is uh is apparent in the game um yeah severely depressed and like swimming in debt basically yes. yeah yeah um yeah there's like stuff where like you're 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 also like part of the depression is you're dealing with like extreme severe isolation um because like you don't really have anyone to talk to there are people who try to reach out to you on your cell phone but you have no way of responding to them in the game so the impress the impression given is that you are too depressed to like respond to human connection yeah. uh, and you clearly don't have any interest in your job but also you're under like a mountain of debt that keeps getting worse so you can't re exactly quit your job, except you do. But we'll we'll get to that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's very um, it's it's a surrealist game. So it has this sort of very kind of overwhelming, bleak tone, where like things are in, you know, mostly like super low saturated uh color sets not quite grayscale but kind of getting there um but then there are like moments of connection and clarity that you can find around the world where there's like bright colors um and you you know you can go on these sort of like weird surreal little journeys based on your connection to this music um and i guess that kind of like helps you survive long enough to quit your job and become a musician yeah. Um, yeah. I so uh, on the subject, I guess on the subject of like, does this game say anything? Which I think is basically what a lot of the disappointment is going to come down to. I feel like if I had played this game several decades ago, uh, I would have been very impressed by it. Yes. Right. <laughs> like there are, there's tons of media about how, like, the daily grind sucks and sucks the life out of you. Um, 
and like if this was my first ever exposure to a piece of media that like did that i think it's like a really interesting or at least really evocative you know like look into that it's just that by the time we've reached like the age where we are we've all seen a dozen pieces of media yeah. that that address yeah. this. and not only it's, have uh, 30 40 years late I yeah think. yeah and I, maybe that's part of it. Maybe these games just keep getting made for, like, I don't think we're the intended audience. I think the intended audience are people who are, like, 15 years younger than us. Um, yeah. And, you know, maybe these games need to keep keep getting made for, you know, the, the new group of people who are preparing to enter the workforce. But, you know, at this point, yes, we've A, seen this a bunch of times in various formats, and B, I mean, I've definitely lived it several yeah. times yeah um, i don't know like to what extent you you would agree with that in your own lives but you know you've you've i'm sure at least like brushed up against this kind of um meaningless monotony and uh i don't <laughs> i don't think the solution is quit your job and become a busker um yeah. i think the solution is uh, try to find meaning in things that aren't work yeah um, and or but... like find a better job that like does you know give you some sense of like meaning or accomplishment because there are jobs like that out there there are even yeah. daily office jobs out there like that yeah yeah i i mean the problem i have it feels very surface level it doesn't really explore yeah. nuances of like mm -hmm. either type of i don't know what to call it life i guess mm -hmm. yeah it's very it's... Yeah, it, yes. it's like this the... bad, this good. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. The two genders: office drone and busker, and artist, um, starving artist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other uh big issue that I had with this is the um. So what it eventually comes to is you find that like the the core um objective of your job is to like get resources and route resources to this big like all-consuming ai that is clearly evil yeah. um which is like surprise surprise like definitely a metaphor for capitalism but i don't i don't think you gain anything um and i don't think you say anything by making a metaphor for capitalism that's it's just a big evil ai that can be taken down immediately i yeah. think i think that's like directly counter to maybe what the objective of something like this is yeah it's not a very nuanced look no. for sure um and also i think it's a little bit undermined by the fact that the the like game you play to simulate your office work is kind of fun actually like i maybe you know your mileage may vary but i i enjoyed that game I felt like it was supposed to represent, like, the horrible drudgery of being at the office, but I was, like, excited to get to the office segments where I got to play the little resource game. I liked the resource game um, more once I had, after I uh, looked up a tutorial on how to make the wormholes work, because it was not explained. <laughs> it was um, not well explained. I, I, no. I did uh, end up figuring it out on my own, but it took a lot of trial and error of, like, what and it, they keep they give you the 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 message of like wormhole must have only one connection but like for whatever reason that was like not intuitive 
And the mm -hmm. fact that, like, you can only make it into a wormhole after you've already built the thing, even though the button still appears beforehand, but it's grayed out. Like, it's, yeah, it's not easy to parse that mechanic yeah. at all. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, I found the their little resource game to be a lot more satisfying than uh, walk slowly through an environment. Walk very slowly through an environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, and then the other issue I had, I guess, specifically with regards to messaging was, and this is more of a personal gripe, but if you're, you know, telling a story about a character who has depression, and then you're only ever, like, discussing pharmaceuticals as a bad thing, like, yeah. that's, not a, that's not great messaging either. That's not good messaging. Yeah, that's, um, that's why I think, like, the game was not intended to be a game about depression, right? Like, the, the pharmaceuticals mentioned in the game is you see a bunch of ads for, like, a drug that's like, become more productive by taking this thing. Um, and, like, no one ever seems to acknowledge the fact that this main character is incredibly depressed. Yeah. Uh, it's more that the main character has a job that is horrible. It's like, no, like, maybe the job isn't even that horrible. Maybe that is the character's perception of the job because this character is extremely depressed and should probably be, like, medicated or at therapy or both. Like... Yeah, and, and it's it's difficult because that's, um, like, a, a big part of diagnostics for a lot of mental illness is, like, how what are the ways that your mental illness... Uh, uh, inconveniences the people around you right and that's bad but uh i'll i'll just go on record saying i'm uh doing way better <laughs> medicated than i was when i wasn't so yeah and i know a lot of people <laughs> for know? whom that's true right and it does it makes them more able to have human connection people don't do don't get medicated because they want to serve the like corporate capitalist mainstream people yeah. get medicated so that they can like have meaningful connections with people around them and don't feel like shit all the time right like yeah um uh, um i think if this guy had a therapist his therapist would tell him to like quit his job and find a different job go become a busker yeah, um, um, not maybe not become a busker yeah. because also like I can't imagine that his financial insecurity isn't playing into like his problems as well, and so oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he probably needs something more reliable. I don't know. Maybe he's now crashing on the couch of one of the uh, his maybe fellow. They, yeah, maybe they. I mean, it looks like um, in, in one of the little like asides, and we can kind of talk more about the actual pathways that you take through the game, but in one of your little walking around asides, like, there are clearly a bunch of abandoned buildings. Maybe the four of them just, like, opened up a little commune uh, in, a like, an old abandoned building that they're squatting in, you know? Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, so, yeah, let's let's go through the game. Um, so, the, the game takes place over a series of days. In each day, you do a little section of the commute. You always start in your apartment, usually waking up from some kind of dream regarding water about, you know, like drowning or similar. Um, and so you start in your apartment. Uh, you can, like, go into the bathroom to freshen up, um, uh, which involves straightening your hair uh, and tie and brushing your teeth. Sometimes you can talk to a hallucinatory goldfish uh, in the later parts of the game. Um, mm -hmm. and 
decide whether to take it with you or not. Um, um, I have a question about... Sorry for interrupting. Sure. Does anything you do, like straighten your tie or slapping your face, does anything matter? I don't think so. I mean, I... Uh, possibly taking the goldfish with you or not matters. So but I, I think... yeah, it, it matters. Okay. It, it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong, it seems like brushing your teeth is what triggers the goldfish to appear. Yeah. In every instance. Um, and I didn't, I was thinking about this towards the end and I never actually tested it out. But, like, can you just leave without brushing your teeth and not talk to the goldfish at all? Probably. I would I assume so. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that shakes out. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how that shakes out. But um, I I just went through the motions, and I took the goldfish with me every day because it kind of seemed like that's yeah, what the same. game... Yeah, it seems like that's what the game wants you to do. Yeah. And I figured, well, that's going to get me to the conclusion. Yeah, um, I'm curious and... if there's a different ending if you don't take the goldfish with you all the time. Yeah. But... Um, we all played the goldfish ending, I assume. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, there's the other things you can do in your apartment include read the steadily mounting number of overdue bills on your table uh, and not be able to pay them because you do not have enough money in your account. You can look at the fridge, but there's never anything you want to eat in the fridge, which is also a sign of depression that you're just like not eating. Um, you can sit on the couch and turn on the TV. Yep. But which I didn't like, do. The TV doesn't face you, so it's like you don't really... Your character just sits there and stares blankly, so like yeah. you don't get a lot out of that. Um, and yeah, and then you can leave. And so day one takes you through your apartment building, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. Day two is sort of through your local suburbs. Uh, day three is the um, like public transit. Um, and then I think day four is the city, and day five is the office building or is the city broken up into two parts i think the city is broken up into two parts um yeah that sounds or, about or, right I think maybe yeah yeah i think i think it is because i think there's like one section where you're going to the subway station and then the next one you're like let's see you're on the subway then you get off the subway and walk part of the way and then i think well, maybe not, because there's only three musicians, right? Uh, uh, or are there four? Maybe there's four. I can't remember. <laughs> um, so there was... Uh, the first one's the saxophone player. Saxophone, there's the red. keyboard. The keyboard green is the second one. The, the bass is The purple. purple cello is the last one. Is there a yellow? Oh, no, I think, I think it must just be those. Okay. I don't yeah. think there was another one. Yeah, I can't remember any more. <laughs> uh, it's been a little bit to this this one uh, this is a short game over a long recording period so please forgive us if our me memories are a little shoddy on this one um but yeah so in each case there is a sort of um like gray walk to to work that you can do um and then there is some like bit of color that appears at some point that you can go and do like an optional weird side hallucination based on a, a music busker. There are also a couple other little moments of like color and clarity, some of which are optional, some of which are not. Um, like I think the butterfly bit is not optional. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a bit where you walk past a butterfly and then the camera focuses on the uh, butterfly for a little bit uh, as, as you like follow along across the street from it. Uh, and then the butterfly gets like horribly killed. 
um, because it's that kind of game. You know, there's uh, the cats. By an industrial machine. Yeah, there's cats. If you go the, you can miss the cats. If you, you go the wrong, the if you go the wrong way out of your front door, the in the like suburb section, uh, there's a there's a section where there's like you get a cat out of a tree, and uh, and then you hallucinate the entire city crumbling, collapsing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The I'm I've, in the back of my mind. I'm like making a list of of other media that's like this but better. And I'm like, okay, Office Space, Fight Club, um, but yeah. Um. The uh, even maybe every day the same dream, which we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, are there other like optional ones that I might have missed? I I mean I don't think so. I think those are the same ones that I got. Yeah, um, there are, there are also yeah. a bunch of optional like uh sort of bad encounters where you like encounter the evil corporate AI that exists and kind of have like a like a PTSD flashback kind of thing. Yeah. Um and some of those are like most of those are missable as well, I think. I think um, I, yeah, I'm I not think sure they what all is are. I'm not sure what is accomplished by collecting those. Um like this seems like a game where there are a lot of things that you can miss, um, but I didn't get the impression that like anything about the game would change for missing things. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. it does, but I don't it... think it does. Yeah, if it yeah. does, it sure doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Um. At yeah. least any meaningful change. Yeah. Yeah, I guess at the end, um, I guess if you miss the cats, the cats won't be there when you're playing your guitar. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. There's also a squirrel that shows up, um, based on. But I think that's one of the main music segments. So, or maybe it's yeah. not. Maybe that's uh, the like the the trip through the like homeless alley. I think starts with. The yeah, squirrel. that starts with the squirrel. Um, so I don't think the squirrel can be missed. It, yeah. Actually, I know the squirrel can't be missed because. The, the way forward gets blocked off and you have to go yeah. through the alley after the truck moves and you find I a squirrel see. there. Um, I see, that so. makes sense. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So there's lots of, you know, there's like you being on a, a subway for a bit is a segment, you like walking down with, uh, you know, the street where the, that butterfly is, is a thing. Um, finding the music and going on the hallucinations is is an interesting like moment um because they're always just like so here's the thing i can't hate this game because it is surrealist and it has a very like um cleanly authored and evocative tone which you know are two of my like hot button things mm -hmm. <laughs> um and I, I i do very much appreciate those things about it that they are very well crafted um some of the hallucinations are like real just like that, that it, the imagery is gonna stick with me for a bit. Like uh, the one where you become kind of a giant walking around the city, uh, at like a walking around buildings like a staircase. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there's there's one where you become like itty bitty and you get stepped on. And uh, there's or the one where you get crushed into a cube. Yeah, there's one where you get crushed into a little person cube and have to escape the conveyor belts. Uh, there's one where you're trapped in a mirror maze and you have to navigate through, like, this endless, like, all of mirrors. That one was actually kind of annoying because it was difficult to figure out how to control it. 
Let me tell you, when when that one started, and it, like, kind of, like, it shows you in the room, and then it sort of does, like, a pan out to the sort of mirror space, mm-hmm. I, like, audibly groaned, like, out loud, <laughs> sitting by myself at my desk here. I was like, ugh. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that one was, um, I don't know, it was just kind of, kind of clunky, I guess. Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of this is sort of underscored by um clunky controls. Your main character yeah. just moves very slowly, which like that in itself isn't um isn't an issue really. Uh, it just I think the bigger issue is how long some of the segments get. Yeah, um, and there's also like there were multiple times where I couldn't tell if I'd hit an invisible wall or if I was like hung up in a tiny bit of geo because I mm-hmm. wasn't walking in exactly the right spot. Um, yeah. So like um, that, yeah, that's a little messy. I think I think the big thing that set the tone for me um and in a negative way was the butterfly segment because the butterfly butterfly segment is so long and it's like so so slow, and it's so heavy-handed. Yeah, th- I think that's the big thing. Is just like and I really heavy-handed. Oh no! Because I did not understand how the checkpointing system worked. <sighs> yeah, I, I think I think of the biggest turnoff for me about this game is just heavy-handed symbolism. Like I get yeah. it. I've I've read a book before. I know how this goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've all we've all seen Fight Club. We understand the like, the way that it rots your brain to like have to live in in a capitalist society. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so it, it's it is. I did mention this last time, but this game feels like as as I was anticipating it would. It feels absolutely like it's a remake of Every Day the Same Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, which is yes. a game that was released 10 years earlier. Um, I almost said 10 days earlier. No, it was a decade earlier flash game that, you know, was like a 10 minute, 15 minute flash game where you are like a black and white character. Um, and there's this like really weird, it's, I, I don't know if I would call it exactly ominous music, but kind of ominous music that's like really repetitive. And you, every day you go to your job uh, and you sit in your cubicle and you do, you know, like nothing. And there's like five things you can find in the game that like break your routine. Um, and if you collect all five, then uh, you you jump off a building at the end. And the game ends, which well, doesn't feel like a great ending, to be honest. That's the thing. It's one of the five things you can do. And, and Kyla, you posted a, a a walkthrough of this game. I don't know that it's playable anywhere since Flash is it, dead. It is a thing you can download, and I assume okay. the download comes with like a a desktop Flash install. So probably okay. you can. But yeah, I and I had played this game probably not long after it came out. Just thinking about the the release date and the time frame that I played it, but I didn't remember a lot of it. Um, so in watching that playthrough, I remember that there was the one of like the two things that I do remember were the cow and <laughs> jumping off a building. Um, and I, I, I mean, that's like suicide is a, a pretty uh, striking thing regardless. And I remember like when I played this the first time I was not in a good space. So it probably stuck with me extra, but then like the, so there's one jumping off a building segment. And then I guess the, like the final jumping off a building segment is you are standing there watching yourself do it, which oh, is, I, I, I always get that order switched. If like, yeah. the, 
Okay, yeah. So you, you can jump off the building as one of the five things that you can do, and then you just wake up in your room again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, the, yeah, the, the ending is you see somebody else jump off the office. And the, you, the last loop, if you found all the things, the last loop that goes through is empty. All mm-hmm. the other people are gone. Your wife who was there is gone. Your boss is gone. The like people on the sidewalk are gone. All the cars in the traffic jam are gone. Um, and then you like you get in the office just in time to find like your last remaining coworker jump off the building. Um, I guess yeah. I guess that could be a co. Like every single person looks the same except yeah. for your wife and your boss. Yeah. And the elevator lady and the homeless guy. Everybody looks exactly the same. So I guess it, yeah. I I always interpreted it as like you're standing outside of yourself watching yourself. Mm-hmm jump off the building but i i guess it's it's yeah, equally it, plausible that it's the other way around it's it's somewhat ambiguous there is like very little dialogue in the game there's like only a few little text-based messages um and so it's you know it's it's very open to interpretation and it's also either way it's a very bleak ending for a game where the the main mechanic of breaking out of the loop involves this kind this game's kind of like you know find something that moves you like you know like find the plastic bag in the wind of american beauty right like yeah. <laughs> um yeah and the ones in the ones in this are all like the ones in mosaic are all music basically um like there's a few other little things like the cat but it it's mainly like music based the ones in everyday are very diverse there's like a leaf falling from a tree there's like touching a cow's nose um there's there there's jumping off a building um, I forget what like the other two are, but um, oh, there's the homeless guy who yeah. takes you to the graveyard. Yep. Takes and then I to... think I think the last one is you just don't put on clothes before you go to work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. So yeah. Um. Which you know feels feels a lot more diverse than the the ones in Mosaic, but it it is a similar kind of like everything is bleak and dark, and you are going to a commute over and over um, and you are sort of trying to find a way to escape this vicious cycle. Um, I don't get the impression that the uh, maybe it's just because there's much less detail, but the every day the same dream gives much less of an impression of depression because you, you know, you have a wife there who's in the house with you and mm-hmm. there's none of the um, like nothing about the debt nothing about uh your like lack of communication with people it's 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 m- almost uh entirely about the job it's much more just about the job in that game yeah but that said the fact that you redo everything until you actually break out i think has some merit to yeah that it feels a lot more like the mechanics reflect the repetitive grind, which that yeah. game can do because that game is only 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, or less if you already know where all the things are. Um, which, whereas this game is like, what, three hours? <laughs> Something like um, that? Let me actually look at my Steam. Because I played through this. Yeah. 3.3 and... hours, and I did a little bit of repeating one level because, uh, because I didn't realize how a mechanic worked yeah i've got three hours um, yeah. as well so yeah about yeah. three hours yeah so if you were repeating exactly the same thing for three hours it would get across that idea of being a repetitive grind but it would also maybe be kind of an unplayable game 
<laughs> depending yeah. on how you implemented it. Um, but so even some of the imagery is very similar, like the g going the wrong way upon getting out of your apartment or the, the rows and rows of like people in cubicles that look exactly identical to you. Um, mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a striking number of, uh, of similarities to the point where I, I almost wonder if this was like an, an intentional remake of that game. Like certainly it was in like, that game was an inspiration for this one, if nothing else. But I wonder if that yeah. was intentionally they saw that game and went, I want to do a modern, like, flesh this out a little bit. Like, remake it. Um, I could definitely be convinced that that is the case. Yeah. But I also think, like, these, like, the everyone looking the same, it's not a novel idea. Yeah, it's not hard to and come it's... up with, for sure. It, yeah, like I, I, it fits the type of game. Yeah, yeah. I think the the more striking similarities between the two for me are, um, like the the stuff immediately around your apartment because it it is, it's it seems like extra similar where you know you've got a little bit of space in your apartment and then you immediately go out and down an elevator and then there's um, a person there's a person standing in the elevator with you mm -hmm. in mostly silence. Um, and then, and then the other thing is going the wrong way outside of your apartment. That was a, another big one that I was like, "Oh, that feels like super, super, super similar." Yeah. Um, and it didn't. It didn't have to be go left instead of right. It could have been like do something in the courtyard, or you know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. And it's it feels just a hair like all of the stuff in it is yes stuff that you could come up with on your own if you were given the prompt. Like, make a game about, like, how the daily grind sucks out your soul. Um, but there's just, like, one too many, like, very specific similarities to make me think that there is absolutely no influence at all. Um, yeah. From the two, like, I, I can't imagine that the makers of this game never played every day the same dream. Um, but it's... Uh... They both have their pros and cons. Like, you know, every day the same dream doesn't doesn't have the time and depth to get into the like really evocative surrealist stuff that that Mosaic does. Um and you know, Mosaic has a is a much tighter experience loop because it's so short. So it says the thing it's going to say like real clearly and fast. Um which I think is a pro. And to be to be uh, clear, I'm not saying that like Mosaic is a worse game because it might be based on or inspired by Everyday the Same Dream. Like yeah. art is inspired by other art. Like that's fine. Like I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, it's just it's interesting to see the two in contrast, like juxtaposed next to each other as like this is the same idea a decade later. Here's what it looks like now, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now we've got a smartphone game. Yeah, okay, we've let's got, talk we've about Blip Blop. Blip Blop is an in-game game that you can play that's a phone game that's just a clicker <laughs> where you just click a button a bunch of times and you can, you know, do some uh, the usual clicker-like automations of processes. Um, it's a very good clicker for a clicker that is intended to be, like, dumb and bad and as simple as possible. Um, also, a thing that I really appreciate about this game... All of the in-game achievements are blip-blop achievements. <laughs> there are no achievements yeah, for that. stuff in the rest of the game, which I always love it when games do like little meta 
you know, meta-mechanical things like that that makes me happy. So there are um, a few apps that you can get access to. You start the game with Blitblop. Mm -hmm. um, you can get access... And there's... I, I only did Blitblop and the dating app. Um, there is an app that you can crypto download. crypto one, right? Yeah, there's a cryptocurrency one, and I, I guess you can also download an app for your bills, which I didn't do that one or oh, the crypto that, one. That one comes on your phone. Um, that there's a, like, pay your bills. Or maybe it doesn't. No, yeah, no, you're right. It you're right. You, you, have to, you have to scan. You have to yeah. scan your bill. I paid that, uh, or I, I downloaded that, um, and it just, it takes you to a screen where you can pay your bills, and your uh, account balance is always negative, so you just can never... Like, if you try and hit the pay bills button, it just says, like, you do not have enough funds, and so you just can't pay them. Yeah, I figured that was the case. I figured I didn't download that one or the crypto app because it's like, well, I can't pay my bills, so I don't have any money to invest in cryptocurrency, clearly. Um, yeah. So, but the... It's not the top people. Yeah, no, yeah, I no. I, I, I wonder I, if the crypto one is gonna is a thing where it like will actually let you like you know invest some on credit and then the the value of it will just keep going down or something like that. That seems on brand for this game. Yeah, and then yeah. the dating the dating sim app is the funniest um, because you just like basically swipe left or right on a bunch of like repeating um, you know pictures of people who all look the same. Um, with you know randomly generated very normal names um you can only you can only pick you, you know you can only pick one gender to be attracted to it's they imply that you have to choose like heterosexual relationships only they, no but... they specifically state it they don't imply it they're like you know this you know welcome to the like heteronormative dating well, app for... i guess i guess they specifically state it but they do then still let you choose men which uh, well, yeah, they let you. They let you your... pick. They let you pick what your gender is, and if you pick the gender that does not match your character's outward appearance, then you will be matched yeah. with the opposite gender of whatever you picked. So, yeah. Um, you... But yeah, yeah, you can you can just like scroll through, and you never ever get any any likes on your profile. You only <laughs> ever get dislikes. Aw. Yeah. I I I downloaded that and like opened it just to see what it was, but after like getting to the page where you could swipe left or right or just closed it and never opened it again. I I played around with it a couple times just to see what happens, but that's what happens. Is regardless yeah. of how many people you you accept or reject, you only ever get dislikes. Yeah. So which is bleak. Yeah, um, I mean I, like everything else in the game. Yeah. Um it, it does try and have a positive ending. Like you do like tear down the office building at the end, like, destroy the AI and then, like, just go be a busker, which is a more, a less bleak outcome than every day the same dream, for sure. Um, yeah. But it doesn't feel really very earned. <laughs> like, you no. didn't, you didn't do anything to get yourself out of your horrible depression. You just, like, allowed music to exist nearby you, and, like, uh, it, it almost has a, like, to to not be depressed, just decide to not be depressed. Kind yeah. of kind of feel to yeah. it, which is a little shitty. Have you considered Yeah, have you considered not breaking your legs? Have yeah. you considered unbreaking your legs? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, have you ever thought that beauty is all around you and if you if you just open yourself up to it, you'll feel better? Like Like come the, on. the only part of this game that felt legitimately uplifting to me was the cat segment that's the only yeah. part 
Um, and then and then they ruin that by doing like a their their goofy little Fight Club hallucination. Like, no, you can just you can just enjoy the feeling of having helped an animal, and you don't have to like have a go into a fugue state of <laughs> society is crumbling, and that's the only way for things to get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's uh. The, the the scenes with the musicians where you, like, play with the, you know, you, you supposedly, like, experience some uh, amount of, like, alleviation of your depression, those scenes are not usually super positive hallucinations, right? Like, no. one of them is you getting stepped on, one of them is you getting crushed into a cube, and, like, you do kind of follow the color to find your way out of that, like, there's a sort of escape implication. But I feel like it'd be better if it was just like those hallucinations happen to you on the daily grind and the music ones are just something fun and pleasant and good happens, right? Yeah, and in I think the very first one um, where you get stepped on and then you end up like in a bush or something, mm -hmm. um, if you've when you've got the goldfish with you, and this this goes along with what you're saying, the have you tried not being depressed thing, um, it's like, well, maybe you just need to change your perspective and then you can solve this puzzle. And yeah. that's that's the through line in kind of all of these is mm -hmm. that it, it it allows you camera control that you don't otherwise have. And yeah. that's how you solve the puzzle. But I that maybe it's as simple as changing your perspective, like made me want to tear my hair out. Yeah, um, <laughs> like lo not liking your job and like getting yourself out of a crummy job is maybe as simple as changing your perspective. Being clinically depressed about your life maybe is a little more serious than that. <laughs> Yeah, and getting out of a crummy job also is not that easy. Um, yeah, I, also not yeah. simple. It, it took me ten months of actively looking for a new job to get out of my last crummy job, um, yeah. and and during those ten months, it only got worse. So yeah. you know, it's it's not as simple. It, like it is, it not. is a, it is like a required step is acknowledging that the your life is not the way you want it and making a decision to change mm -hmm. but that's like the first step that is not the solution to the problem yeah like mindset is important but mindset isn't going to you know cause you to suddenly make more money or have more fulfillment in your job yeah um, so anyway yeah there's a, a lot going on yeah in this um game. I, for what it's worth, I feel like I enjoyed my experience with it just because, like I said, I like the tone of things like this. I like the surrealism. Like, I like the imagery. But I, you know, it didn't feel like it was a, like, deep game. It felt like it was, you know, wanting wanting to make a deep game but didn't have anything to say, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah, I think my biggest issues that that really prevented me from enjoying this because yeah, the, the tone is good and I, um, as you know, maybe not groundbreaking as it is, um, the the visuals of being a, a lone person in just this this like salmon going up river to spawn like completely unthinking mass of people kind of going through the motions like that's a very striking image. Yeah. Um, but my my problem is that the symbolism was really heavy-handed, and a lot of it just didn't didn't ring true for me in any way, um, yeah. which really took me out of it. So, you know, yeah. it it maybe it's it's too much a uh, a starving artist's idea of what the daily grind must be like. Yeah, 
Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe, like, I'm, I, maybe that's maybe unfair, I'm not, but... <laughs> maybe I'm not in big enough of a city either. Like, because I, I drive to work. I can do whatever I want on my drive to work. I can listen to whatever <laughs> I want. Um, you know. So yeah. it's it's not quite I mean, so bad as a commute is a commute though. Like it is a repetitive process. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, I was way happier commuting by bus, by public transit, than I ever was driving. Because I found it, driving stressful. So yeah, it really depends. I had um my before before we moved here to the the house, um uh, my entire commute was like on heavily trafficked interstate, and that was uh, a nightmare especially because it was impossible to tell if there was going to be an accident that caused you like a 30 plus minute delay. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, I don't touch the interstate at all and it's so much better. So yeah, I, I could definitely see the drive not being, not being enjoyable if it's a bad drive. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it is very pretty to look at for sure. Um, and I don't remember much about the music, the soundscape, um, so it was probably fine. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty to look at. That's where I... <laughs> where you stop. Where I stop. I mean, a couple of things took me out so much. One, it was being way too slow. Yeah. And that was stressing me out. And there was no choices. Or like they presented stuff like is as if there were choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Although I mean, I I don't know if we know that. Do we know that for sure that there's like no other stuff that can happen that if you do things a certain way? Um, like, do you not destroy the office if you don't find a certain number of those like blue, uh, evil evil AI vignettes? That's a good question. Um, Cause I think I think every single one of those evil AI vignettes is missable. Yeah. I don't think you actually have to find any of them. So it would be interesting to see what happens if you just ignore them completely. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you know what the the early parts of this game reminded me of? That was a thing that that I thought while I was playing this. That sequence in the Cat Lady where there's like two bars filling up one is like your depression and the other is like positive things and it's like oh, you have yeah. to do everything perfectly if you don't want the uh like depression gauge to fill up first that, yeah that's a good one i i forgot I about remember I, that. I forgot about most of the cat lady but now that you've mentioned that i do remember that segment that's that's like pretty early on in the game if i remember uh, like um, like a third of the way through or something like that maybe um but yeah it's like parts of the the thing where like in the in the early part where you come into the hallway of your apartment and you can either go left and like go to a um like a window and enjoy the sunlight and that's like a positive moment um and if you go all the way to the right there's like a a circuit box and that's one of the like evil AI moments. And mm -hmm. so experiencing both of those in fairly quick succession was just very evocative of that sequence to me. Yeah. Speaking of uh, games that do not have a super like uh like nuanced or forgiving uh <laughs> interpretation of depression. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, probably yeah. the the less. Actually, don't mind that. I think from what I remember. I feel like, like the cat lady does ring ring a little bit truer than this one does. Yeah, definitely um, but... more true than this. But also, like, I mean, I guess I don't know if depression feels like being in a in a horrible gore horror. Um, well, okay, but I mean, the other thing I was going to say. Yeah. horrible gore horror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the cat lady does veer off into some pretty pretty wild directions. Um, that that you know that sure that part but like the bits in her apartment yeah, are like the bits, the, the bits really... i guess that are about depression are maybe a little bit more honestly about depression than this game for sure yeah. I just it's just that this the cat lady sequel is on sale oh have fun with that i will not be playing it <laughs> how much is it i forget that there was a sequel let's it says 77 percent off yeah. two euros Summer sales strikes again. Um, that's a pretty good deal. If you enjoyed the Cat Lady or really like, you know, like really over the top like gore horror games, like pick that up. Um, I did not, and I do not want to play that kind of game again. Um, yeah, it's. I guess the the main thing is that like. The cat lady had stuff about depression in it, but I did not perceive it as a game about depression. Oh, uh, I although, guess... although I don't remember it that well. Maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe if I go back and listen to the podcast, I will start the podcast by saying this is a game about depression. I guess there's a full trilogy of games in the cat lady series. There's yeah. The, the cat lady. Uh, Downfall. King Downfall Ford. and Lorelei. Yeah, because there was and... that sequence in the Cat Lady that Carl told us was like a reference to the previous game, where you're like in a hotel, and there's like someone who died previously in the hotel or something like that. And there's that woman strapped to a chair who's like with, who's just like, does she have no face? Is the or her face is like mutilated or something? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. Um, I've I've I have forgotten about a lot of this. Um, but I should probably just... It, oh, unfortunately, a lot of it sat very deep, like, worked its way very deeply into my brain, because I was very disturbed by it. Gotcha. I, I, absolutely. Uh, let's see. I don't want to buy the soundtracks. I just want the games. Okay. Yeah. But, anyway. um, but yeah, no, sorry. So, I, my, my main thing was just, like, that one segment, um, made me think of it. And, like, to the cat lady's credit, um, in that sequence, you can, you can get the good ending. Like it's hard, but in that sequence, it is possible to not like have a breakdown at the end because you did find all the good things. Um, I didn't feel like at the beginning. I thought like, oh, maybe like finding versus not finding these things or doing certain things will affect like my character's mental health. But it didn't, like, after the second or third day, I'm like, okay, well, it seems like none of this is having an effect of any kind. So, yeah. that's fine. Um, the, uh, although, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say it feels weird to hide stuff, but, like, it, it doesn't feel weird to hide stuff. Sometimes you just get a little bit of uh, serotonin from finding something you wouldn't otherwise have found. Mm-hmm. They do do love that good good serotonin. Yep, and like I said, I liked the uh, 
I liked the mini game that you did at work, the resource one, because it was just like a clear cut set of rules that had a goal where you could achieve something. And that felt like a positive experience to me. That like, totally especially. Felt like uh, uh, some kind of game jam game or something they polished yeah. up a little bit and added to. Yeah. And it's uh, the. So the reason I ended up restarting part of a chapter is there's a, as you go through your little job games, it's a thing where you're like constructing um, an edifice to try and reach a goal and you like harvest resources from the bottom and then you like build upwards. And as you start discovering music, the music appears as quote unquote distractions um, in the puzzle and you can use resources to like cage it off. And the first time that happened, I was like, oh, shoot, I don't, I do not want to cage this distraction because this might be my character's only hope of, like, mentally recuperating. So I wanted to try that, this, like, restart the little bit of the game, uh, like, the, the office game, so that I could, um, like, try and see if I could beat it without caging the distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hit restart, and it restarted me at the beginning of the chapter. Oh. The butterfly chapter. Um, I, I hit load from checkpoint. Um, and yeah, so the checkpoints are only at the beginning of days, it turns out. Um, despite the fact that it keeps telling you it's autosaving, uh, the autosaves are not the checkpoints. Um, and so yeah, I had to do the really whole rough. butterfly sequence, especially because like the job sequence is the last thing you do every day. And mm-hmm. like this, I went all the way back to the beginning of the day. And I had to do the whole butterfly walk again, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, the butterfly walk is, like, truly excruciating. But, on um, the plus side, I I didn't get the cats the first time, and I did get oh, the okay. cats the second time. So it, it got me the cats, which I wouldn't have had otherwise. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, there is, um, speaking of serotonin, there is just, like, something immediately serotonin-inducing about interacting with a, a, an outdoor cat, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you know I live for. We've got yep. one of them. One of our cats keeps showing up. We think he's been... It's my favorite one, by the way. Little Smokey is his name. Um, we think he maybe got kicked out of the colony because he's like a single male. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't see him with the other cats that much, but I do still see him around. And he did, anyway, a couple of times he's shown up like really close to our kitchen door. The, um, the other night he was out there and I gave him a can of wet food and he sat on our patio and ate wet food and i was like i just sat there and watched him for like a really long time so we think we we think if if we can get him to like be chill and and he's he's a little bit more less wary than a lot of the other ones less feral i've I've petted him before (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but only once Uh, (laughs) but uh if if we can like get him chill with us we might we might take him inside. Take him. Well, take him to a vet. And yeah. Then, and then and then have him be our inside boy. Um, yep. We've talked about that. So, but who knows if we can even get him to? Yeah. Be chill. Like I said, I don't. I don't even see him every day at this point. Um. But I see him enough that I know he's okay. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that's my serotonin story. Is is outside yep. cats just being around? Um. Yep. Also, I just realized that Ghost Trick came out on Friday. We should yeah. play that. We should play that for the pod. Um, also, can I mention that, like, yes. <clears throat> um, speaking of like games that give you serotonin, I guess, um, having a game like Blip Blop uh, in the game 
and like having it be part of the like dystopian corporate bullshit thing that doesn't make you feel any better feels pretty rich coming from a video game <laughs> right also like... <laughs> yes yeah um and that was one thing that I also was thinking um, towards the beginning when I was playing this, is that, like, this isn't even a very good dystopia, because it doesn't make any any effort at hiding that it's a dystopia, and I think that that's, uh, like, a key thing. I'm, I'm very much in the camp of, like, um, Orwell was wrong and Huxley was right, um, and, the, and we live in the, like, Brave New World Huxley sort of dystopia yeah. right now. Um, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like... There is a, there's a, I think, perfectly legitimate read of the game that actually the society and the, um, the job are fine and normal and good and like your average kind of met office job, and it's just his perception of them that is turning them into these like big evil symbols because he's very depressed. Yeah, that is I think fair. That's a legit reading of the game for that, sure. That is, I yes, I agree with that. Um. Um, but it it Definitely. kind of felt like it was a like a diss at like the like mobile games or like clicker games or other like simple games, and I'm like, don't don't diss other games in your in your video game, like yeah. come on. More of these. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like still sometimes will walk upstairs to like you know tell the boyfriend that, like, I, I don't know, dinner's ready or whatever, I will still sometimes see him with uh, just cookie clicker up in a browser. I'm like, yeah. yeah, right on, right on, you funky little man. You need to tell him to pay, play better clicker games. <laughs> I think I think it's sunk cost. I think he's just, like, had so much time and effort invested in cookie clicker that, like, he, he just has so keeps many jumping cookies. into it. There's just too so many, many cookies, cookies now. What are Carl? What are your recommended clicker games? By the way, just like off the top of your head, if you have any, just out oh, of curiosity. It depends what you after, really. Um, I think my favorite for just mechanics is might be Clicker Hero. Okay, I've played a little bit of the second that. one. Okay, all right. It has a yeah, good I've, loop. I've played a lot of various clicker games, but not. I've never played a lot of any one game, I guess is how I'll phrase that, except for Cookie Clicker. Because um, I was all up on that when it, when it like came out, or when it was like a newer thing. Not came out, but when it was kind of in the zeitgeist. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is this game, which I don't remember what it's called, and I never found it again. Oh, that's the worst. And it's a really, it does a really some really cool things with having like a story and incorporating the mechanics of a clicker game into a story hmm. and it's about like exploring the universe if anyone knows really what fun. game carl is talking about discord message us so we can I find see it why, again i could see why that would be a hard one to find um just in terms of like what do you even look for what yeah. what keywords do you use um yeah okay but well, anyway, I, yeah. so that's our that's our thoughts on Mosaic. Um, not a bad game exactly, but just not not as deep as it feels like it would like to be. I will say, like, it has a very high quality in some aspects. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I can't I can't hate any game that has this like tone and visuals and surrealism in it. Like that part of it's like very well constructed. Um, 
it's just yeah it like it it has it leaves you a little bit hollow um or it feels a little hollow i guess um that's it I, yeah i just i keep thinking of like the the refrain of it's not as deep as you think bro it's not <laughs> as deep as you think yeah um, but yeah and like i said i if this had been maybe my first piece of media i saw like, if I had seen this instead of Every Day the Same Dream at a certain age, I, it might have had a huge impact on me. Like, it might have been the first piece of media I saw that tackled this kind of thing, and then maybe it would have been amazing. It's just, mm -hmm. at, at, at a certain point in life, this kind of, this kind of revelation is old hat. Yeah, I, it, it, like I said way back at the beginning of the episode, I just, I don't, I'm not the target audience. So, yeah. you know, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, um, maybe you will be the target audience for our next game, yeah. um, which is called The Artful Escape. Uh, we are going to be creation from the sea. Yeah. Speaking of games where you have music allows you to escape from a life that you're not happy with, uh, we're going to be playing The Artful Escape uh, by developer Beethoven and Dinosaur, um, published by Annapurna once again. Um, it is, from my understanding, is that it's a game that, um, like, there was a guy in a band who had an idea for a game, so they formed a studio just to make this one game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they have continued to make games after this or not, but um, it also apparently features a lot of voice talent that's just, like, regular actors and voice actors that you don't normally see in games. Um, <clears throat> so, like, no, no one that you would probably, like, immediately you know, think of as, like, a huge star. But it's got, uh, like, Jason Schwartzman in it. And oh, okay. Interesting. Michael, Michael Johnston, Carl Weathers, uh, Courtney Taylor, Mark Strong. Um, so, you know, some names you may have heard of, but are not usually, not usually in a video game context. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it's, it's a game about... Um, you know, I don't want to say too much what it's about. It's a weird journey, uh, a weird musical journey, um, and so and it has like some some sci-fi weirdness elements to it. And uh, we'll see what folks think. Um, I've I've seen about like the first uh, hour-ish uh, as a let's play, um, but nothing beyond that. Uh, and it's already been the, already what I saw in the let's play got real strange. So. Um, yeah, we'll see how we like it. Yeah, and it's if you're if you're listening to this like pretty pretty close on to when it was released, uh, it's fifty percent off on Steam right now. So, um, yeah, so you can check that out. Yeah, might as uh, well. Does it say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So through through July thirteenth, so through the end of the summer sale, uh, it will be fifty percent off. It sure will. Um, I guess I guess now it's time for plugs. Yeah. Hello, you can find the podcast Twitter on Twitter, predictably, um, at Feedback Force. You can also find me on Twitter, maybe, rare rare sightings maybe, um, <laughs> at Kelso Time Bomb. Not on Twitter much, but hey, who knows? Yeah. Maybe you'll get a picture of a cat. Which cat? Ooh, mystery. Yeah, I'd Could love be any to, number of cats. I'd love to see the, like, potential house cat uh, as a picture. Yeah, next time uh, he comes around, I'll try to snap a picture of him. Um, and you can also get on our Discord. Uh, we are the Feedback Force Podchat. 
Um, uh, usually the link is on the Twitter. If uh, although you people may not be able to see our Twitters anymore now. Did you hear about this rate limiting thing they're rolling out? What you no. can only yeah, you can only you it. can only read uh six hundred tweets before you get rate limited and you can't read anymore per day. Uh... Interesting. Well, uh, switch to TweetDeck. I don't think any of this stuff applies to TweetDeck. Um, <laughs> like, I I have sidestepped so many of the common complaints about Twitter just by using TweetDeck. I know a lot of people don't like the interface of TweetDeck, and I totally understand that, but um, my timeline has been chronological for forever. So, yeah. there's that. Um, if you want... Uh, so, I am also on Twitter, theoretically, uh, at Kyla underscore Go. But if you want to be in touch with me, leave a comment on one of the pictures of my geckos on my Instagram at yeah. Kyla Gorman Fury. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Carl, and I can't Twitter anymore, but you can wishlist our game Abyssus on Steam. And yeah. it might release at one point. Do it. You'll be the first to know if you wishlist it. And by first, I mean probably not the first, but you know, you'll know, you know. quickly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's important. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's so, been an episode. Play the Artful Escape. We'll talk about it in hopefully two weeks. Uh, and thank y'all for listening to our podcast. Again, thanks for continuing to come back um, day after day, every day. Uh, not every day, but. Every yeah. few weeks, whenever we get around to recording, recording. Yeah. It. yeah, you know, as you do. Um, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.